Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw, and today I am so, so honored to have my sister, Jazzy, the Mindset Coach, on the Codependent Me podcast. Welcome! Thank you, thank you, thank you, sis. I really appreciate the invite. I am honored. I am honored. Uh, no, I am honored. Um, you know, People can tell by, if, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I do pre-talks and I am just um, in awe of this woman. She brings so much to the world and I'm so honored to have her on the show. We planned on having episodes, you know, in the past, but we knew it was, you know, something would come up. I think once I was sick and, you know, a couple of things came up, but we knew eventually that it would happen. And as we were talking about before, um, life experiences that needed to happen had not happened yet because it kind of altered what I thought the podcast was going to be about. So before we even get to the subject, we have a lot to talk about because I want you to tell the audience about the mindset coach. <laughs> All right. Um, again, hello. I am Jazzy, the mindset coach. Uh, well, I'm also an author, poet, and a Reiki master, um, energy healer. I'm the mindset coach. I am certified. Um, the reason why I chose the mindset coach is because out of all my years of coaching, I was certified in 2013. It boiled down to mindset. And I look back over my entire life and everything was based on the mindset. Like at my lowest points in my life, I was able to come out of them because I had a positive mindset. So I wanted to hone in and let people understand the importance of mindset because it is everything. Um, and I actually have an acronym because I am a writer, which makes me the acronym queen. <laughs> um, <laughs> mindset stands for mental insight, new direction, stimulated, elevated truth. That is our mindset. The thoughts that we have, the things that we say to ourselves, the emotions that we have, it all combines to create our thought patterns, which is our mindset, our perspectives, which is our mindset, our emotions, which is our mindset. Everything falls back down to our mindset. So I am the mindset coach because I've been through a lot and I know enough now to know (laughs) where the focus um, it has, it has to be, it has to be the mindset. That is wonderful. So I want people to know that at any point they can go on your website to find out more about you and they can also work with you. Yes. Uh, her website is www.themindsetcoach.life. I love that. Dot life, y'all. 
we live in over here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so she is just an amazing individual. She brings so much to the world. And I'm so grateful to have you on the show. I want to talk about your books. So uh, first, let's talk about Radiant, because you have two Radiant books. So I'm going to let you get, you know, give the background on how that came about. Uh, Well, I was, of course, certified through Radiant Coaches. At the time, it was called Radiant Health Institute. Mm -hmm. Um, And the opportunity presented itself to be a co-author. Now, I had been writing for years and never, ever, ever thought about writing my own books. So I was asked to be a part of it and it opened up the curiosity about, well, how can I publish my own books? Like I'm a writer, like what is the process? Mm-hmm. Um, so by me having that exposure, it actually pushed me to want to start writing and self-publishing my own materials. Which is beautiful because I had the opportunity. I, I went to the same school and I co-authored some books with Radiant. And that's when I was like, wait a minute, can I do this as well? <laughs> and it led me to uh, write my book. So I'm so grateful. You know, it's, we say all the time, if you're around a certain type of person or people, you you become a part of that tribe. So that is definitely, I think we both Well, I know I am very, very grateful. And I see all the things that you've done, you know, uh, since then. And with that, I want to name several other books that you have. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to stop me and talk about it, you just let me know. (laughs) Okay, so we have Uncontrolled Goddess. I do want you to go ahead and tell about that one because that's the latest, right? It is the latest, um, and it's my baby, actually. Uncontrolled Goddess is a movement. Like, it's my my lifestyle now. So I'm a, I'm a highly, highly creative person. Mm-hmm. So I can't actually tell you how that stemmed. I just received the message of Uncontrolled Goddess, and I had the title before I even wrote the book. So I wrote the book based off that title, and I thought about what does it mean to be an uncontrolled goddess? Like, what are the aspects of there? So in the book, I talk about uh, transformation, healing, spirituality, femininity, resilience, inner vision, like all the the components that makes me who I am. So uncontrolled goddess started off with the book uh, and branched out to virtual workshops doing um, the pandemic uh it turned into a t-shirt apparel line and it turned to more virtual workshops and then I recently had my first uncontrolled goddess retreat yes um I'm in motion I'm having my next one coming in November and I'm also having the uncontrolled goddess transformation one day workshops where I will be going to different cities to expose the women to to themselves that's mm-hmm. my goal with uncontrolled mm-hmm. goddess is to expose women to themselves so they I can understand you. that they are indeed a goddess regardless yes. of past you know present 
what's considered imperfections or flaws, mm-hmm. like you're still a goddess. You were yes. created to create, and that is our sacred duty to do so. So mm. that's oh, that was that that sent something to me because we are created to create. That's mm-hmm. yeah. And so you also have a guidebook to go with that. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My girl is busy. She stays busy. Uh, and then, if you don't mind, will you tell about Ballerina Princess and Journey to the Stars? Those are children books that she wrote. Yes, yes the children's book. It's, it seems it seems to be out of my element because all my other books are self empowerment type of books. But these two particular books I wrote for. My niece and nephew, uh, my sister-in-law's kids, her husband transitioned two years ago, and I wrote them as comfort to them. Uh, My niece, she loves ballet, so I wanted for her to feel empowered. Um, So I talk about being a young Black girl, you know, being beautiful. Um, It's it's all in rhythm form, because I am a poet, so it's in poetry form. Um, And Journey to the Stars, I asked the character name is RJ, which is my nephew's name. And he likes spaceships. So, you know, it's like, what do you like? You know, he likes the stars. So I base the story around him just traveling, you know, in, in the yeah. sky at night at bedtime. So um, it was written to be a comfort for them right. because they're they're young. Mm-hmm. They're they're young. So. Oh, my goodness. I, yeah. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I know that others that may have younger children that are going through grief, they may find comfort in it as well. And then, so we've got Take Back Control, the guide to self-empowerment, which you obviously are all about. (laughs) And then we've got Poetry Express. So you talk about life scenarios in that one. And then we have Love Trials about relationships. Yes. Convictions of the heart. Mm, mm, mm. Good people, get on Amazon <laughs> and grab these books and these study guides. They are phenomenal. They will help you guide yourself to where you need to be in this world. And so, okay, I do need to talk about one more thing. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Your art meditation classes. And I want to talk about it because I took one. And, you know, I had, I went in with a certain expectation and then I left with something completely different. It is so healing. You know, you think art meditation is like, okay, but how, but you put it together so beautifully. And then like this picture that I finished with, like it's hanging in my room. I was, I'm so just, I'm so proud of it. Because it has certain memories, certain memories come with it. So I want to, can you tell the audience a little bit about it? Uh, art meditation, it does sound like, like you say, like, what is art meditation? Like, how does that even make sense? When I think about meditation, I don't get caught up in, let me just silence my mind. I look at it as when you meditate, you're just commanding focus on something. Mm-hmm. So with the art piece, because again, we are created to create, it's, it's a form of self-expression. So with the art meditation, my goal is to have a guided meditation, to have the students really tap again into themselves. Um, 
and we, we covered the one you took. We did the uh, life. What a beautiful mess. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's art, you know, to be abstract. Yeah. It's, it's just a beautiful mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about affirmations, the power of affirmations. And from there, we did a guided meditation about affirmations and whatever was visualized in the meditation, they painted it or colored yes. it or whatever came about. So it's, it's no, the art meditation is not about restrictions. Right. It's about tapping in, freeing your mind and being expressive. Mm-hmm. So again, there was no, it, certain things come to me. So I don't necessarily have a game plan, but mm-hmm. when it hits me, um, I just step into it and create it. So thank you for showing up. And it was a phenomenal. It was, it was, so it was phenomenal. It was beautiful. Right. And, and I love it because as you guide people through and they are painting, thinking about certain things, when you look at that picture, you 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 bring it back you bring back such good memories and good feelings so I I really did love that and I want everyone to know that you have a Facebook group that if they'd like to come and get some words of wisdom because I'm telling you sometimes when I'm when I wake up and I'm like I don't know I don't know today I get on Facebook and I get on that page to seem like what is Jazzy written today (laughs) So, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I mean, you give it out and people need, you know, you, you give out such wonderful things. You put such wonderful things out to the world. It would be, it would, it would be a very sad day if nobody was there to be able to accept it. You know, there's so many people that are in need of what you're pouring out. So that's why I think it's so important. That's why I wanted you to be on here so that more, you know, I know that there's people that have never heard of art meditation or Jazzy, the mindset coach. So I want them to be able to know that they have that platform if they need it. They have you if they need you and, or your books, <laughs> you know, or your workshops, you know, so that's beautiful. But what's the name of the Facebook page or group? Uh, it's called Mindset Tribe, um, which is actually the name of my company. But I have the group to where I don't want it to feel like a business. It's mm-hmm. more so an open space. Um, every Friday, I do have asked me anything, which you can ask a life coaching question if you want a little coaching, a little advice, a little consulting, you know, just ask me anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have daily quotes and daily mindset questions to get you thinking in different directions, mm-hmm. new perspectives. Um, just anything that's going to uplift you. I I do a lot of affirmations, but yeah, it's Mindset Tribe. If you are ready to get fed, I would love for you to join. Um, It is a private group, but Mm -hmm. if you, you know, request it, I I know that you want in. I know that you are ready to be a part of the tribe and I would, I would love to have you as well. Absolutely. And I mean, you put out these videos that are just phenomenal as well. I love that you, uh, you don't find a lot of people that are willing to give of themselves, um, of course, in a healthy way, but you do, you let people in. And I think that's wonderful because a lot of people don't, they kind of hide behind certain things when you really allow people in. And I think that's great. So you are more than welcome. 
So what the subject is today, people, is grief. We want to get on here and talk a little bit about grief. So me and Jazzy have something in common that I'm pretty sure we wish we did not have in common. Uh, Jazz lost two brothers. Yes. Two brothers. And I lost my brother earlier this year. Um, And you don't, I'll say for me, you don't know the pain behind it until it happens. It's, of course, it's unimaginable. Nobody thinks about losing a sibling. But for me, it's, it was very different than losing anybody else that I've ever lost in my life. Mm-hmm. It was completely, it, it completely flipped me upside down. Like somebody, you know, just pulled my feet from up under me. Um, that was my experience. And my brother just died a few months ago. So I'm still kind of no, let me, let me be real. It's right, not kind right. of, <laughs> I am still in pain on a daily basis and trying to find a way to navigate just through regular life, just through regular life um, and still be okay. Right. Trying to find my way to okay. Not, I'm not saying good yet either. <laughs> I'm saying find my way to okay. So do you want to tell me a little bit about that loss? Yes, the first one, my little brother. So just a little background, it's mm-hmm. seven kids. So in 2010, the youngest of the bunch, um, our little brother, he transitioned. Um, unexpected. He was 30. Um, it hit us very deep because like you're saying, that's that experience because your siblings, it's everything. It's your first best friends. You know, it's, it's you know, even when the parents, you know, are home or not at home, you, you still have your siblings. Like yes. that's the first intimate relationships that you have outside of your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very, it was very painful. It was very, uh, it was painful. You know, there's, there's really no, <laughs> like you said, there's really no the word. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's painful. And it, it has you looking at life in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, Earl, when Earl transitioned, it pushed me because I had already started doing my poetry and he was very supportive of me. And it pushed me to want to do more because I'm like, okay, this is really real. Like life is really short. So let me get myself together and really pursue what I'm feeling because I don't know. We don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. My siblings were angry, but I I wasn't. I I was never angry because I understand. I, I have a different level of understanding with spirituality when it comes to life and death. We were taught that in the home, but it's always different when you experience. That's why I always say transition opposed mm-hmm. to a death. Right. Mm-hmm. My second oldest brother transitioned in 2020. And uh, I'm honestly, I'm still processing that. 
we were 10 years apart, but very close. And I didn't, I, it was unexpected. So it's, it's grief. It's no definition for grief. So people have things that they say what grief is, but there's literally no definition mm-hmm. as to what, because you can't, ex- you really can't explain it other right. than a void. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just recently, a few months ago, I put his obituary up because it got to a point where it was harming me more than it was good. Because it was preventing me from really grasping this reality. Like, although it was 10 years in between, but it just, it just seemed like Earl had just transitioned. Right. And so now it's, now it's like, okay, now Kevin has transitioned. It's just like, who's next? You know, it becomes, um, it becomes scary because yes. you, you, you still have your other siblings. We still mm-hmm. have each other, but it's like, we're, we're down one now we're down two and it's it's difficult mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I completely understand that you do it even though I don't you don't want to fear mm-hmm. but you almost can't help it mm-hmm. <laughs> because in with siblings you expect to go through certain things together. Now your parents may transition and you expect to support one another in that, right? Um, But you don't expect to have to support your parents in losing one of their children. And then that being that part of you, because we are all, we're, we're connected, you know? Certain things that only he and I share. There are certain things that only me and my sister share. You know what I'm saying? And now it's certain things, certain things come up and I'm like, oh, let me call. Mm, Man, you know? So for me, you know, because everybody talk about this seven, it depends on who you you are and where you're looking. Five, seven, and nine stages, 17 stages of grief. (laughs) No, 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 absolutely not. Because I, I was looking up, I'm like, okay, you got shock, denial, you got anger, you got, you know, I'm like, no, 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 no. First of all, it doesn't happen in order. Right. And in this whole thing about, and I, I stay so stuck. <laughs> I stay, and, and pain is not on the list. Let me just say, pain right. is not on the list of stages of grief. It needs, Pain needs to, after shock, pain could be the next 16 mm-hmm. because that's the only thing I, I never said, oh my gosh, I'm in denial. Oh no, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the bargaining area. Like it's just painful. And all of the emotions that come around that comes from that pain. And you get to the point where you just want it to stop. Like, I just want to be able to breathe. I just want to be able to wake up and not feel it. And even though, like, yours is still very fresh, 
even your first brother, to me, that's still fresh, you know, and then to have to go through it again, just two years ago, that's still, that's still fresh. You know, we've, we've had a pandemic that took away two years that you're just like, what is it? What year is it? You know, exactly. So if you think about it, you know, when people say, oh, well that, oh, that was right before the pandemic, like that, ha- that's when that happened. It was that long ago. So for me, I am to the point where I had to go ahead and get a, a therapist to have someone to talk to. And because a lot of people don't realize that death is trauma. Right. It is, it is trauma. Um, they say that trauma, trauma, it's things that you can't really file in your brain. So until you file it, it's trauma. It keeps coming up. So being able to get through, continue to go through that and not stay stuck somewhere. I needed, I knew I needed guidance. I knew I needed help. And it was evident because one day I was driving and there was something in my head that said, if you keep accelerating this car, the pain will stop. And everything within me was like, cool, because I'm sick of this pain, yeah. right? I'm done. Like, I'm done feeling like this. You know, and I, you know, I'm a very, I mean, people, I like to bring joy. I, I take, you know, I love, I love learning, learning myself every day and healing and, you know, doing the work. I, I mean, I know about all of that, but this pain, it poured over all of that. It poured over every bit of it. So when something in my head said, this pain will stop, just keep accelerating. And I started to accelerate and thank, oh, thank God. It was early morning, so there was no one on the road. But then something clicked. No, sis, mm -mm. that's, we're not going to do that. We're not doing that. No, 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 no. And I, and I braked and immediately came home and called my doctor. I was like, something's wrong. It's not okay. I want to live. Like I'm all about living, you know, I'm all about life. So, so I was like, uh-uh, I need something to help me navigate because I've never had anything happen like that. And so it kind of, well, no, not stop saying kind of, it scared me. It scared me. And for a while I was saying, oh, I had these thoughts and it made me feel this way. And, you know, it's not, you know, I, I want to live. No, I had to say to myself, boo-boo, that was a suicidal thought. This pain led you to have a suicidal thought. You have got to learn to navigate through this. It's going to take time. Now, that's the one thing that everybody says. This grief takes time. Or it's going to take time for the pain to lighten a bit. So right now for me, of course, it's very fresh. So I'm, I'm doing my, my talking every week, you know, doing my work, trying to make sure that when I feel a certain way, I honor my body and do what's needed. You know, if I feel like I need to, you know, 
go out and, and get some sun. It doesn't matter what's going on. I go out and get some sun. If I feel like I need to be pampered, I drop everything and I go get pampered because I have to honor what the, the, what I'm going through, where I am. Um, so how did you navigate through that the first time and now the second? Allow myself time, I, more so patience. I didn't get to any points of mental breakdowns. It was more so a release. Like, okay, this has happened. You know, we know we're born. We know there's an end date. It's a process. It's life. Cry and spurts if you need to. You know, we have tons of home videos. Look at the videos, cry, think of something, cry, laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, this may sound funny, but I actually listened to Patti LaBelle, Love Never Dies. Mm -hmm. And that gives me life. Um, and then we have celebrations. We, we still honor their, their birthdays. We still honor their transition dates. So it won't feel so heavy like this is a negative thing because right. transitioning actually is not negative we're returning back to our creator. Mm -hmm. So this is just a journey. This is the in-between point. Mm -hmm. So just being able to have that understanding. And, and I will credit that to my father because he always taught us that like, it's the in-between portion. Mm -hmm. You're born, everybody's going to leave. It's the in-between portion. What are you right. going to do with that time? Mm -hmm. So with both of my brothers, when it was their time, it was their time. It was nothing for Period. me to be angry about. It was nothing for me to complain about. Granted, it hurts. Mm -hmm. It's a process of life. Did we have good memories? Did I love them? Do I love them? Did they love me? Do they love me? It's, mm -hmm. it's all still the same. Right. And so that that's worth appreciating mm -hmm. without getting in a slump of it. Right. You know, a lot of people, they go through that and they stay in the slump part, but it's, it's mm -hmm. about honoring life. Yes. I mean, at the end of it, it's about honoring their life, their legacy and what they did in between. Yes. And that's, that's the only thing that I can go by is mm -hmm. what they did in between. Did my brothers love me? Absolutely. Were they overprotective of me? <laughs> Absolutely. Did they tell me that they verbally tell me that they love me? Absolutely. And, and that's the only thing that I can go by. That is so beautiful. And it's like you said, if you can get to the point where you understand that it is a celebration, because we are all going to go through the transition, right? And they just went through before we did. Right. And, and one thing that I've, um, I had to, I was talking to someone, I think it was the day before yesterday, and they were talking about grief. And I said, well, grief is something that we're going to have to go through. Um, death or transition is what we're going to have to deal with on this side. And once we stop dealing with it, someone else is doing it for us. Mm -hmm. Right? So it is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And 
It's just getting through it the best way that you can, as healthy as you can. Because again, um, I think it's very important for people to understand that no two people breathe the same at all. So you have to acknowledge how you're going through it and make sure that you're continuing to move through it. Like you said, that you don't get stuck. And I think what helps is like you were saying about honoring. Like I took my brother's tattoo and I had someone draw it and uh, put it on a a doormat. And I loved it because it was funny because last, I think it was February when we had an ice storm here and he brought some, uh, some salt to my house. And, you know, he was like, make sure you put it down so you don't fall. You know, I was like, okay. And when I walked, when he walked out, I have a mat <laughs> in the front of my door that says, did you call first? Because <laughs> I tell people, I was like, did you call first? You call first. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he stepped out, he almost slipped. He said, girl, if you don't get this icy doormat and put it to the side. <laughs> so. And it's funny because once everything, um, you know, once everything melted and, you know, just a little bit after he passed away, the mat, honestly, is still where he put it. (laughs) So I was like, I need a mat to put, you know, in the spot. So when I saw I saw a picture of his tattoo and I was like, ah, let's let's do the mat. So I got one for me and my parents and my sister. Yeah. And then um, another thing that I thought was important. So your siblings are here right? All of them are here? Yes. Yes. So my, um, my sister is in Vegas. So I took the month of June and spent, uh, spent that time with her. So that was so beautiful. It was so nice to be able to sit there and have that time with her and make those memories and work laughing about him, you know, all of that. So it's just doing the work to continue to get through. I think that's very, very important. So if there is someone, because uh, you are the mindset coach, (laughs) mindset life coach. Um, So this is something that you would help someone through, right? Grief. Absolutely. So I want people to know that if you are going through, and I, I have to say, I love to talk to people, be around, um, and, and you get advice from people who have gone through what you're going through. And you are going through this so beautifully. And I keep saying through because it's important to know that you have to keep going through. Um, I'm not going to say that anybody ever gets to the other side because you're always going to have that void, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just as long as we keep going through, Everything is good. So you have this experience. You are doing it beautifully. So I want people to know that if they need help, you know, navigating through grief, please contact my girl. All you got to do is go to themindsetcoach.life, right? Yes, thank you. (laughs) Yes. So uh, what other things? Um, I know 
you are a life coach, but is there, are there any areas um, that you, I want to say major in, because I know you are big when it comes to women, you know, that mm-hmm. goddess. Mm-hmm. So I like yes. to um, I actually do have male clients, of course, but because, of course, with the mindset, it boils down to the mindset doesn't matter the gender, culture, race, anything. But with the women, it's because my journey has been phenomenal to the point where I have literally shocked myself. My transformation from, like I said, the seven of us, I was second to last. So you know, I was almost the baby. So just wanted to find my place among Mm -hmm. my siblings. Um, I went through the phase of, oh, your sister is light and you're dark, you know, through low self-esteem. Okay, well, I'm dark. So that must mean I'm ugly because my sister gets more attention. Just being quiet, reserved, like Mm -hmm. in school, like the teacher, like, please don't call on me. Like I was very timid. Like I was, I didn't want to be bothered, but not in a bad way. I was just so afraid of life. I was terrified of life. Ended up in an abusive relationship. I have two uh, beautiful, phenomenal kids, even in all that mess, I wouldn't trade it. Um, Going through that and just really being stripped going through that stripped me from my integrity. It stripped me from Mm -hmm. everything. Shortly after that, I ended up paralyzed for three months. And that was the pivotal moment where I began to wonder, like, what really is my purpose? Like, in life, like, what am I really even afraid of? And so from that, me just busting out and... (laughs) I was brave enough to start performing poetry in public because mm-hmm. I've been writing all my life since I was about eight. It was received. I started doing events, uh, music events, network events. I've done weddings, fashion shows, like the poetry just took out wrote books. And then just me just really tapping into different aspects of me. Then with the life coaching and, you know, I do flyers, book covers, like anything creative. I just, I made a decision. So with my coaching, I say all that to say this with my coaching, you have to make a decision. So that's one of the things that I pull out of women. Like we do have a choice. Yes. We we do have options in life. We do have the freedom to be ourselves without validation of others. I went through all of Mm -hmm. that seeking validation to feel acceptance. And the whole time I, all I had to do was accept myself. So, and once I did, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sheesh. I hope that the audience heard you. We do not need outside acceptance. We don't need that. We need our acceptance in being exactly who you are today. And if you want to be something different tomorrow, then you work on it. Mm -hmm. I just want to screen that. We do not need outside acceptance. It does not matter what anybody else thinks about me. 
as long as you know who you are, that is what matters this moment. Everybody just hear that if you don't hear anything else. That is beautiful. Okay. I want people to know you are available. My girl is, her spirit is so beautiful, guys. <laughs> I know you, I know you feel it through the airways. <laughs> <laughs> and when I get this, uh, this video out, you, you guys will see she's just, she's just a phenomenal, you know, individual. And I am blessed to know you. I'm so grateful. So you will have a retreat in November. Yes. And it's going to be in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Yes. It's time. <laughs> I'm going to be front and center. <laughs> we, we will release and leave it there. We will allow the abundance of waves to carry mm-hmm. it away. Absolutely. And they will be able to find out more about the retreat where? It will be posted on my website and also all through my social media. So I'm getting everything fine-tuned. Um, mm-hmm. I show up and I show out. So be fair. Be ready. <laughs> be, ready get... <laughs> be ready. Get ready. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so your social medias, let's go ahead and let them know where they can find you. All right. So Instagram, TikTok, it is Mindset Coach Jazzy. Um, Again, I have the Mindset Tribe group, and I'm also on LinkedIn under Jazzy, the Mindset Coach. Excellent. Well, this has been phenomenal. It's been such a wonderful experience. And I want to thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast and blessing us. Thank you for having me with, with much gratitude. Much gratitude. Much, Thank you. much gratitude. Audience, I want to tell you, as I always do, you matter and your story matters. Thank you so much for tuning in because you can listen to anybody else. So I appreciate your time and I don't take it for granted. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time, so thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.